four great adult children. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's definitely going to win. He did run for Senate two years ago, was? Two years ago. Two years ago. So he was... Let's talk about the founding of the Distinguished Gentleman's Club. Absolutely. So uh, about eight years um, ago. You said you're a mother. So how many, how many children? I have five children. Okay. Saying that I was there African American, and they got this from our president. You know, they were voting. Uh, so what were you doing with your job? The first or the second time? <laughs> the first time. So I was like, I was in and out. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So let's. So that, that really is a great place right. to transition. And who is sitting across from me or beside me is never going to sway that. Listen, man. One, I'm not going to cry on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I made it. I made it through all of these episodes. I think I've cried once. <laughs> Congress, what are, what are the things that you're most proud of accomplishing, you know, as a congressman and as whip? We'll talk with Rajan. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, for those who are new to the show, Real Talk Rajan also has a goal of shining a light on the great people and the great causes that are happening right here in the Low Country and beyond. So we started out right here in the Low Country. We started out in, in you know, in Charleston, South Carolina. We expanded out. We started. We, we touched. We, we we got over the the. Uh, we had to other time zones. And today, 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 we have just crossed the border into Canada. Shout out to my guy, Mr. Good Vibes. Toronto's in the building. Thank you so much for joining me, sir. What's going on, Rishon? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Please introduce yourself to the audience, bro. Everybody listening, I'm Mr. Good Vibes and uh, a motivational speaker, but I do it in a very unique way. Uh, I'm sure I'll get into it, but yeah, my mission here is just to spread good vibes. And right now I do it through public speaking all over the, the continent. Nice, man. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you being a part of the show. Um, let's get let's just take it back to the beginning. Here on Real Talk with John, we like to, we like to sort of uh, take slow walk from the beginning to where we are now. So tell us about young Mr. Good Vibes. What was what was what was little 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 of good vibes like? Man, little good vibes was the, the kid who got picked on. I'll keep it real. Like the kid who is too scared to ask a girl he liked to the kid who got cut from soccer teams the kid who didn't have confidence, didn't really know what he wanted to do in life. And the reason I got into public speaking is because I know a lot of kids are going through some similar struggles like that. And I feel like they just need someone that they can relate to and, and can show them like, yo, even through all of that, you can make it to another point in your life and be great and do great things. So, so little me, I'm not too confident in, but uh, the new me, what I turned into, I'm very happy and proud of. Right, so let's let's dive a little bit more in there before we even get to like the, the new you, because I, I, I love that. But I also think it's important, especially because, you know, I work with a lot of young people. And we, when we met on Clubhouse, that's one of the things that we were talking about is like dealing with the youth. Um, what are some things that you were maybe 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 the things that you were sort of teased about that made that sort of took away from that confidence? Uh, for sure. I was made I was made fun of for a lot of different things. One, I was born to teenage parents. Uh, we didn't have too many fancy things when I was coming up, but they did their best. And I, I'm thankful to them forever. And, you know, I was the kid who had this big peanut head. I had a unibrow. Uh, I was a skinny, the skinny kid, right? Like not too good looking to society standards. And I was just made fun of for a bunch of different things because I wasn't really good. really know what I was trying to be yet. Some kids, as they're growing up, they're, they're good already at basketball. They're already like five and in grade four. 
and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and some kids are really good at math. Some kids, you know, excel in different areas. I, I, I do not like, I'm not kidding when I say I didn't have anything I was excelling at. Wow. Wow. So what, so what, so where did the shift happen for you? It, it happened towards before I entered high school. I liked soccer a lot. It was my first love before business or speaking or music or anything like that. And I was like, okay, yo, I know I've been cut. I know everyone's told me I'm not good enough, but I have a goal. I don't want my parents to pay for university, right? I want to go play division one and have everything paid for. And I want, I think I could do that. And I just said, what's it going to take? So I started researching and seeing what everyone else was doing who was already good at soccer. I just put the work in for the next like three years before I entered high school. And by the time I got to, what was it, my sophomore year, I had like several division one full scholarship offers wow. just based off of hard work and just outreach. I love that, man. I love, I love that. You're a grinder. You're mm -hmm. a grinder. So, so, so one, you're from Canada, right? So what part of Canada are you from? Born and raised in Toronto. Yeah. Born and raised in Toronto. Okay, cool. Is it anywhere that Drake raps about in his songs? Like any of the uh, zones that he's, he raps about? He says... Is yeah, all like, of Toronto, Toronto the six? No, no. Honestly, here we don't really even like call it the six. Um, okay. There's some parts in his songs where he does talk about certain areas like Western Road flows. Uh -huh. That's actually close to where I grew up. Uh, I think he mentioned references Scarborough. Mm -hmm, where the, yeah. week, the weekend's from Scarborough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he has a lot of references around here. Word. Word. I, and I had to ask a Drake question because I'd imagine that you can't talk to a person who's from Canada without mentioning Drake at least once. I think it's in our contracts if you do a podcast. So you get it all the time. You get, I, I'd imagine. So, so, so you, 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 you start out non-confident kid. You know, you find your niche. You find your thing. You become a grinder. You go to college. So, so tell me about your university experience. Well. I'll start with before I even entered university, that's where goodbye right. came to play. Because I realized, yes, I wanted to play soccer, but my end goal wasn't to go be, become a professional in Europe or something. I had a deep love for business ever since I was like 13, 14. My dad put me onto this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it introduced me to like thinking differently about money and you know becoming entrepreneurial. So I went on my block when I was 14. I quit my job the first week I had it. I think I was at working at a theme park. And I said, let me try and go make some money some other way. So then I started knocking on doors around my neighborhood and I was like, hey, can I cut your grass? I was with my cousin, just two little kids, you know, like 13 and 12 years old. And I was just like, can we cut your grass for 20 bucks? And eventually that turned into like 20 different people in the neighborhood. And then I was like, okay, I got to get some help. So I started hiring some people, um, got my grandfather to show me how do I get into like interlocking and more complex landscaping to get bigger contracts. And yeah. that turned into a great summer gig for me for a few years throughout high school where I made you know, significant money for any teenager. And, and then I was like, yo, business is sick. Like, it was so exciting for me to make money out of nothing. And I said, mm. what if I could do this at a larger scale? And then I started, um, as I progressed through high school, I knew I wanted to pursue business. I didn't know what exactly, but I knew I wanted to do it. So then to answer your question, before I entered university my senior year, I sent my scholarships. Um, I chose a school to go to in Boston. I was going there, but then I got injured towards the end of my senior year of high school. Like there's five months left of high school. And obviously the coaches weren't happy because I was coming around playing basketball, to be honest. And, and it jeopardized everything. But I still had my scholarship secured for four years. But I was like, I was in a rough spot because soccer was everything for me. And there was a lot on the line. So I needed something to uplift myself. And that's where Good Vibes came into play. Good Vibes was a hashtag I seen online that was... 
it's very popular now. Before it wasn't as popular. I said, yo, good vibes. I like that. I said, what if I put that on a t-shirt just to remind myself every day, let me just have good vibes. And and then I was like, okay. And then I worked to school and everyone was like, oh, and they started catching on. So I was like, "Hmm, okay, this reminds me of my entrepreneurial days. What if I started selling t-shirts, 20 bucks a pop? And then next thing I knew, like at lunchtime, I sold in 20 minutes, I sold like a couple hundred tees. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, this is, there's something here. So then throughout other high schools, I started forming anti-bullying campaigns based off of just good vibes, positivity, because I wanted more people to be positive and happy regardless of what was going on in life. And then yeah. that turned into a whole movement of itself. And by the time I got to university, I realized, I said, okay, I love business. I don't even think I'm going to go through all my years of university because I'm making a lot of money and it's just with t-shirts. Right. And when I got to university, I played, I played a couple seasons. I was scoring some goals. I was having fun, but I started touring up university campuses selling these good vibe shirts. And I said, yo, this could turn into an actual brand. So I took mm-hmm. some time off of school to explore it. And then I ended up getting into marketing because companies started looking at me as, hey, this guy understands a generation and he knows how to sell products. And I mean, obviously what he's doing is working. Then I landed some big contracts with um, large brands in Canada and actually the States like Tim Hortons, um, Loblaws, Cineplex. These are huge enterprises that I was getting marketing contracts for and I was doing work with. And then that was where I decided, you know what, I'm going to take some more time off of school. It's not the right path for me. I love soccer, but I've created something for myself here for business. Yes, I mm-hmm. explored. I, I, and I know education is great. It's just Everyone has their own path. I would never right. encourage a student not to go to university. It's just my path. So, so that was kind of my college journey. Wow. I love that, man. I, I love that, you know, even going through it, you were constantly re- recalibrating like, okay, maybe maybe this isn't the thing. Like I worked hard to get here, but you didn't allow that to keep you in that lane just because that's where you were. So you start doing, so, so when you were doing the t-shirts, you said you were doing the speaking stuff at that point as well? I had not started speaking yet. I actually, there was no plan in there to become a public speaker. I, I can get into that more though. I just, I didn't want to keep rambling on. I want to let nah, you cook. Nah, no, here off. we, no, here we let, we let people talk here. So yeah. So keep, keep, keep it rolling, man. Like, so, so, you, so the t-shirts are going, you got the branding stuff happening. When did the motivational speaking aspect come into it? That came into play when it was like a couple of years ago. I'm 22 right now. That happened a couple of years ago because principals saw what I was up to in my hometown and were like, and churches and local people, they're like, hey, you have a great story, but you came from to where you're at now. We would love for you to speak to our students. And at the time I was like, I, I had heard of public speaking, but I wasn't like, oh, that could be a sick career and turn into something. I was like, right. okay, cool. I'll do it. Let me come speak to your students for free. The first one I was doing, right? But then I noticed like a spark. I noticed the first ones I did, literally the first high school I ever got to, I set up a prom date on stage because I was talking about living life with no regrets. Mm. And the students responded to it. And I just said, why don't we do it right now, bro? Yo, you in the pink shirt. You have a girl you like in here? I'm very lucky he responded and said yes. He did it with a mess of the flow. <laughs> right. And, like, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do this. If you ask out your crush right here to prom, I'll go on Instagram me too from my followers and i'll ask them out too so we'll be in this together and he was like all right let's do it let's do it so he came on stage in front of like that thousand people i think and he just did it and everyone was like yo this mr good vibes guy is awesome sir can we have him back and then that started my speaking career because the principal was was telling me like bro you have something here you need to keep doing this i'm going to refer you to some principals and then i said 
okay, let me reanalyze this. Because once again, young entrepreneurial mind, I was like, no, there's more to this than just public speaking. What I'm doing here isn't just getting on stage and creating speech. So mm -hmm. as I kept going throughout Toronto and just, you know, speaking to all these students, I said, what if I could turn this into more than just public speaking, right? Because the public speaking game has been the same for a long time. After I got into it, I realized what other speakers were doing and I, I started seeing what was going on. And mm -hmm. not discrediting any other speaker, what they've done. Just, I think I, could, I, I bring something different to the table when I'm talking to the youth. The way yeah. I was doing it, like I, was, I had a DJ playing music. Um, I was throwing out free t-shirts in the crowd like it was a, a, a NBA game. I said, okay, that's a start, but we could, we could take it up a level. Then with this whole, um, the past year before COVID, I started incorporating, okay, what if I had an MC intro me and then we started doing bigger giveaways? Like what if we have sponsors who could give me free, um, Burger King became a sponsor of mine, started people in the audience for participation. Then I started partnering with like Dave and Busters where we get free games for everyone. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, this is working. The students like it. Fast forward to today, a year after, uh, two years after me starting the speaking game, I have a whole live band with me on stage now. Wow. And they are playing instrumentals that these kids know through TikTok, like hip hop music, relevant mm -hmm. culture, while I'm speaking over a beat. So it's almost like I'm freestyling like a rapper would, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering keynote. And wow. I, I'm still doing giveaways. We're giving away PS5s and Xboxes. It's just evolved into something huge. And literally next Friday, we have a Miami uh, school board show we're doing virtually. It's just turning into something crazy. Wow. I love that. I, I love, you know, I also do like speaking and motivational speaking. And I always find the interesting things that people add to it to make it to make it, you know, more relevant to the to the kids, man. I love, you know, the stuff that you just shared, just the way. And I think, you know, you being so young definitely gives you more of an ear towards, of you know, course. what things kids actually like. Now, one thing I did want to point out, because you mentioned the, the, the musicians. I've seen you in the pictures with the guitar. Do you play? I do. I took quarantine to learn how to play because it's always been a dream of mine to, to, you know, actually be able to play an instrument. And I said, yo, what if I could get on stage and while I'm speaking with my band, cue in an instrumental that they know and be like, yeah. All right, one, two, three, let's roll, you know, and just get everyone yeah. hype. And then, they, yeah, so I, I do know how to play now. Okay, that's fire. So, so you play lead, right? I play rhythm and I let my... Uh, the actual pro musician play. Oh, play so that lets, that lets you chill a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, you, you yeah, do your for thing. Now, for for now. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna look cool back here. But, oh yeah, oh yeah. You you gonna be ripping off the slash the slash um rips yeah, in huh? no time. I love uh, that. I love that. Cool man. So so you got that going on. You got you got your speaking going on. Like you told me the story about the kid in the prompt. What's your coolest thing that's happened since you've been speaking? Uh definitely getting sponsored by these huge brands like Burger King and David Buster are my two main sponsors right now, title sponsors. Just that was a crazy moment for me because when I first started speaking, I had a vision. I said, what if public speakers could get, you know, sponsored like athletes or rappers could, I think yeah. I could turn this game into something cool. And, you know, at first people, fellow colleagues were like, how are you going to do that, bro? Like people, people thought I was crazy. And I was like, I'm going to show you. It's and always then, crazy till you do it. Of course, of course. And then I, you know, I just made a list of the top companies I wanted to work with in certain industries. I went around all of Ontario, which is our, I guess you guys call it state. So it's our province. Uh -huh. um, we, and I saw the head offices and I literally had a pitch saying who I was and what I'm doing, how I think I could help them. And I started knocking on doors, just like I did back in the day with my landscaping company. Wow. Started knocking on doors, seeing who would answer. Sometimes I'll pretend I'm delivering a good package to the senior marketers and as a thank you just to get in the door with the secretary and be like, no, I'm just delivering something. 
then they would come like, oh, I, I heard you have something because who doesn't like free stuff, right? Right. So then I, I got their attention for two minutes. I was like, yeah, by the way, I'm Mr. Good. I just really, you don't know me, but here's why I think you should. And yeah. I, I think this will really intrigue you. So then I showed them I had, and then some companies were like, I'll take a look at it. Never heard back from them. Some companies were like, mm, it's not really for us. I was like, okay. But then you get a couple who are, hmm, what is this? Okay, let's have a meeting next week. Yeah. Get the meeting, you pitch, you make, you build relationships, and here we are, and I'm still building relationships and still trying to aim further. But getting sponsored to me was, was the coolest thing so far. That At 22, that's nuts. Like to have that to, to have that kind of, of of foresight and that kind of drive at 22 is amazing. And I I, I just want to commend you on that, like out the gate, like just the things that you've told me in, in the few minutes that we've been talking so far. Like I'm already so blown away at your mindset. Where did you develop that? Appreciate it. Uh, big shout outs to my pops. Uh, my dad. It wouldn't be right if I didn't give him a shout out at this point because he. Yeah, man. He put me on to the whole entrepreneurial mindset. He, he did a lot for me, bro. Like when I, when I was first starting business, he, he showed me some stuff in sales because he was, he was a salesman early in his career. Showed me how to not be scared of rejection. Public speaking. He put me in public speaking classes when I was 12 years old. Just wow. to, he said, you're going to need this one day. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be for, but it, it's a strength everyone should have. And I, I hated it. I wanted to watch cartoons on Saturday morning, not practice public speaking. But he yeah. said, you're going to need it. But he just did a lot for me, man. And I'll forever be grateful. And of course, my mom did too, but this side of things. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So so how often do you get to the States? I know you said you have something in Miami. Um, how often do you get to the States to do shows? I actually moved to California, Los Angeles, uh, right before COVID hit. And then a week later, <laughs> wow. it's a bad time. It's a terrible luck. Then COVID hits, right? And and Cali gets shut down. And I'm like, well, <laughs> sit here do nothing um so i was like okay let me go to toronto where i could organize a little bit more things because that's where most of my base is in the team and where we work out of. and i was like okay so i'll go back there um i'm back and forth between cali now we've incorporated florida texas and uh, las vegas into what we do so mm. with boards and stuff so we're just keeping moving right we, we can't stay stagnant throughout covid i love that man i love that so where do you see this thing going long term for you do you know who Tony Robbins is? Who? Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. You know definitely knows Tony Robbins, yeah. So that's the one guy I look up to right now. Well, one of the main guys I look up mm -hmm. to. He, he, it's, I think it's fair to say he's the greatest of all time in terms of public speaking. The stuff yeah. he's accomplished, the level he's at. He's like our Mark Jordan for public speakers. Right. That guy, he, what is he? He's worth 500 mil. Everyone knows him in the speaking world. I, I'm ambitious. I, I didn't start this game and sacrifice everything I have to you know just reach this right because life is usually this i like to aim for this yeah. and I, i'm trying to go for that i'm trying to chase tony i want to get to the point where you know me and tony work on stage one day together he notices me for everything i'm up to and i want to be I want to great man I'll, I'll keep it real i want to go down as one of the greats when it's said and done i want people to be like yo that mr good vibes he inspired me but yo he he's the greatest at what he does i love that i love that so you, so have you been able to meet any of your heroes in the game, um, in, in the speaking game? I spoke with, the closest I've got to Tony Robbins is I've spoke with his tech team who puts on his shows. Because um, we the virtual stuff we do now, we do it in a way that actually caught their attention and I was able to get a meeting with them. And they want me to use Tony Robbins' studio. 
that mm-hmm. he he does like he has a sick show virtual show where it's like faces on screen it's a yeah. huge room it's nuts and we're actually talks to make that happen i just have to organize with sponsors and school boards it's, it's a lot of organizing but i think i'll meet tony within the next 18 months for sure i think it's very possible i love that so my so my so i have i have les brown les brown is like my guy guy like that's the one that if i met like when i, I remember when he got on clubhouse and i was like oh dip les brown's on clubhouse i'm about to lose my mind the guys are because there was there was like a period of time where I, all I did was listen to Les Brown speeches. Um, Les Brown, uh, Eric Thomas, of course. Um, I actually, course. so me and my wife went on our uh, 10 year wedding anniversary. We were renewing our vows in Antigua. And uh, there was a guy who had the ET hat and he looked like ET. And I could have sworn, I could have sworn it was him so much so that I told my wife, I'm like, baby, I think that's Eric Thomas. And she's like, who's Eric Thomas? And like he's the hip hop preacher, he's like the greatest speaker on the planet. He's like so dope. And I followed, like I low key like followed this dude around, like low key until I actually got worked with the nerve. We were watching the NBA Finals, uh, and we just ended up in the same space watching NBA Finals. I was like, "Hey man, uh, you're not Eric Thomas, are you?" And he was like, "No." Damn. <laughs> but he knew. But he had to hat. He knew who it was. And he said he actually met Eric Thomas once. So we got we, had, we, we had a laugh. But he was a really cool guy. Um, shout out to that guy from Texas. I can't remember his name right now. But but I, when I think about, you know, I, I see you on that trajectory, man, like people saying people speaking about, you know, for, for, I just keep coming back to your youth. And I know a lot of people look at youth as a, as a um, when people talk about youth, they look at it as some kind of like some kind of knock on a person. I see it completely differently. I think when people are young, they're not afraid of the world. They're not afraid of failure. They have a lot less failure. Even Tupac talked about the fact that, you know, the older a person gets, the less likely they are to be a revolutionary. Um, how do you think your youth uh, assists you? I think it's, has, it's had its downsides for sure, because when you enter boardrooms asking for serious money, um, you, you know, they look at you funny until yeah. you prove that you belong at the table and you know what you're talking about. So, but on the flip side, it's great because I think I have so long to to reach what i'm trying to reach right tony's 60 right now or 61 it was just his birthday i'm 22 uh i'm not saying i'm going to take my time i'm trying to reach gr- greatness of all time like greatest yeah. gold status as soon as i can but yeah. it just gives me such a long runway like i'm not going to age out in five years like right. i'm going to keep adjusting my audience right now it's middle schoolers uh, with a mix of high schoolers then it's going to turn into high schoolers with a mixed university then it's going to turn into university everyone's going to keep aging with me then it's going to eventually be adults and Right. We could do this game. This this game. I love being young because I have I have a lot of plans and a lot of stuff I want to do. And God willing, I I live long enough to fulfill all of that. I love that, man. What 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 brings Mister Good Vibes down? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good Real question. Cause... Michelle, that's what we do, man. <laughs> we ask the good questions here. That's a good question because I can't remember the last time I was like literally sad. Like it's been. An, a, a while i've not just been you know what brought me down the fact that i couldn't speak in person anymore I'll, I'll keep it real that's the only time i can remember i was down like with covid happening and it might be cliche because everyone was affected but, but what the first I'll, I'll keep it real right now since we're on real talk the, when covid first happened and i was forced to adjust my game plan because i had so much planned for that year i was i was actually sad i was generally i didn't do nothing i didn't talk to nobody i, I wasn't on social media I just disappeared. I went ghost for like a good month, I think until May, June. And I, I was just thinking, I threw myself a pity party. I was like, damn, bro, like that really just happened. And that was the 
first time I've been down in a while, but then I said, come on, bro. Like you're Mr. Good Vibes. Everything yeah. you're trying to do, you can't, you can't disappear when the people need you the most, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, nah, it's not what we're going to do. You're not going to reach Tony Robbins when you're just disappearing when things get tough. Right. So I was like, okay. So, so, so then I got up, I said, hmm, what can we do to, because students, they're not going to listen to you if you're just going to Zoom talk on for 60 minutes. Like, right. that's, not, that's not what we're going to do. What right. can we do that's going to be fun and engaging and that's going to change this whole game here? And I was like, what about music? Like, I love music. I've always wanted to play an instrument. Mm -hmm. so I said, what if we were able to have a band play virtually and still deliver a keynote? That's where the whole band thing came into my head. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, cool. And then thinking even long-term, I was like, if this works out, we could put on stadium shows in a couple of years with the school boards where 80,000 kids come out. I bring out Drake or Lil Baby, or, and then I bring out their favorite TikToker and artist or mm -hmm. athlete. And now it's a whole show. I said, okay, let me get to work on that. So I started piecing the pieces together and I came up with a final product by December. We had a, our first like test virtual show. And then the school boards all saw it and were like, yo, this is sick. When can you do our board? And here we're at performing for Miami next Friday. Wow. I love that. So, so what, so what, so it's, it's a virtual event for Miami, but can yeah. you even, is it virtual to where like anybody can watch or is it, what's that? So this, they're signing up uh, on privacy reasons and concerns with middle schoolers. I think mm -hmm. they're signing up through Eventbrite. Um, okay. Yeah. But the replay will be posted live. Uh, yeah. So it's like Mr. Good Vibes YouTube channel. Yeah. Nice. Well, check it out, man. I'll make sure I share it out, man. I, I, I try to make sure anybody that comes on the show, I put any support that I have, you know, behind it because it's Appreciate important, it. especially, you know, as we're working our way up, you know, like you said, you know, people will, will, will try to be, I, I call them wet blankets. You know, you'll say I have a, you know, I have this thing that I want to do and people have all the reasons and all the excuses why it won't work. Yeah. Um, and mainly what they're saying is it's not going to work for you because I was too afraid to try it or it won't work for you because it didn't work for me. It's sort of like um, on the Five Heartbeats. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Eddie Kane is a um, Eddie King is a, is a he's, he's the lead singer of the group. He's a great singer. And everybody tells him how great of a singer he is. But he goes to his dad and his dad says, you ain't going to be S because I ain't S. Mm. Straight up. And there are people that are going to come into your life that are going to do that to you. So I love the fact that you're the person that says, no, 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 no. You can't tell me that because I know what I've come through to get here. And that's what's going to keep you going. I just I just love that about you. And I, I, I want to see that, you bro. win. Appreciate Like, you you don't understand. And people don't understand. Not just you just saying that. But, like, people don't understand how much heat I get for saying that. Like, the students love it, right? The kids are like, yo, this guy, we've never got anything like this at our school. So thank yeah. you for what you're doing. I never get any heat from students. And, but... I don't even want to call out anybody with like principals or educators. Just we'll just say naysayers or people stuck in the old way of thinking. Yeah. I get a lot of heat for trying to tell kids they can go and do anything they want mm -hmm. because and, and, and people, it's a valid argument. I get it. People are scared. They say, well, what if that kid doesn't make it? Then what are they left with? But my argument is like, okay, let's say someone dedicates their whole life to being, this is a popular one, being a video game player, right? They play 14 hours a day. They study 14 hours a day. They study streamers. They watch videos, all of that. Maybe they won't go on to be the next ninja and be making, you know, $80 million a year or whatever it is. But guess what? If they become that good and dedicated through their craft, they can maybe go start coaching other players or run an academy right. or program their own games because they right. become so committed to the Like, there's other options that come out great skills. at something. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, 
And then they're like, yeah, but it's hard. And what, what if they still fail at that? And I'm like, anything in life is hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's just, but you wouldn't believe the pushback I get sometimes, bro. It's, it's crazy. Oh, I can believe you. I, I was a teacher. So I definitely, okay. <laughs> I, I definitely can believe you. So like, just the point that she just made about the fact that people will shun, they'll say, okay, a kid will say, I want to go to the NBA. And they'll say, mm -hmm. well, you can't go to the NBA because, you know, you have one, you know, it's 1.7% of people who play basketball go to the NBA, da, 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 da. Like, yeah, that's true. But guess what? Like you just said, if a kid dedicates their whole life to that, they could probably go play in Europe. They could coach. They, they learned enough skills. They've dedicated their whole lives to this thing. So there's other skills. There's other um, um, competencies that come out of it. You learn hard work. You learn dedication. You learn practice. You learn how to how to lead. You've learned, you learn working in a team. You learn all these different things from playing basketball. Shoot, LeBron's whole team of, like, people who work with him, from his, from his agent to his uh, chef to, to the, the people who, like, do, who do everything for him, were all people that were on his basketball team. So just being in proximity allowed them to have that that ability to be able to, to move into to move along with him if you do it the 100%. right way. So I, I love that. No, tell them like tell them like pursue your goals. I tell kids all the time, pursue your goals. Like, you know, think, but pursue your goals, go after it, man. So what do you tell the people who say to you, Mr. Good Vibes, what you're doing, it's not gonna last? What do you tell them? I hear that a lot as well. I hear even with all the positive I try to put on in the world, there's still haters. Bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it's like, bro, what am I even doing? You know what I mean? But I get it. I understand. I, this is what I hear a lot. Like, oh yeah, you're only cool now because you're 22, or mm. you know, um, that that won't last forever. I've heard other people say that. Or yeah. or yeah, you're only cool because you do giveaways at your shows, right? I've heard so much nonsense, but. Honestly, to answer your question, what do I say to that? I don't say nothing. Their opinion really, what, I'm not even capping here. I'm not even saying this to sound cool. Like, their opinion just does not matter to me. Right. The, right. the only p opinion I care about, literally care about, is my audience. So if the students ever have something negative to say about the way I'm doing something, that's when I listen because that's there my audience. That's who I actually care about. And I don't look at it as like, oh, those kids are hating on me or like, what do they have to hate on? I'm looking at it as like, okay, shoot, there's a thousand kids who said, yo, you're the coolest dude in the world, but I can't let that get to my head. But there's still one who said, wait, um, Mr. Good Vibes, I don't like how you talked about this. I'm just giving an example. Yeah, I got to yeah. pay attention to that one. I'm not paying attention to the thousand because the thousand's great, but I want to hear what that one has to say because mm -hmm. maybe there's a weak spot there that I need to adjust or I need to cater to, right? Like, So that's how I look at it. I don't really pay attention to the outside world anymore. Yeah, that's what's going to make you audience. great. That right there is what's going to make you great. What you just said right there is what's going to give you the longevity because you're willing to listen to the one. And because that one is coming from a place of constructive criticism, they're going to grow you. That's something mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm very passionate about. I will also tell you this. When people tell you that you're only good because you're cool, I'm 39 years old. I'm still pretty cool. Like so my cool, students dude. always tell me, my mentees, my mentees always tell me, like, cool is something you got. I mean, like when you got it, you got it. Quincy Jones is like 80 something years old. Quincy Jones is still super cool. You know what I mean? So, like, please, man, like, I, I just I, I love the fire in you. I love what I see. Um, I want to ask you this because mm. you're from Canada and people, you know, in Canada, and you were in California during COVID. So you were in California when a lot of the protests were happening. What was that like for you? So I left by May for my birthday. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, so I, really good. I was yeah, in, uh, 
I was, yeah, it got, it got a little crazy over there. Yeah. I, I actually would have wanted to witness because a lot of my boys were there. And I think that stuff is cool. Like, I think everyone was fighting for a right cause, right? And there was a lot of negative stuff going on that I think voices needed to be heard. So it would have been cool for me to see it. And in, in Toronto here, we had some stuff going on, but it's nothing near the magnitude of what you guys have going on in the States. Yeah. And I'm well aware of that. But so, I, unfortunately, I didn't fully get to experience, you know, even marching or participating or supporting yeah. those causes the way I would have wanted to. So that's, an, I guess, is another question I have just to follow up on that one, because there is an understanding, you know, that like other places don't have the quote unquote race issue that we have here in America. I know there's still probably racism in Canada, but can you speak to how sort of how, how like if you've seen any differences in, the, in your time in both places? Yeah, I think that's a misconception. There is definitely some racism stuff. Like I've seen some stuff go on in Toronto. I actually have some of my older business partners or people I work with that are older than me by 10, 20 years who have gone through some things on their own and that's for their stories to tell. Yeah. But I like, there's definitely cases and uh, yeah, it's still bad. I mean, I think right now the world is just in this space where there's too much negativity. Right. And yeah. it's why I mainly got into speaking because I want to help change it. And then I think I, I can't really do too much with the, the way things have already happened. But I could definitely participate and help the youth, which is the next generation, because they're still learning and developing their habits and, and realizing, wait, if, Mr., if this, guy, this guy idolized Mr. Goodvice, I think he's the coolest guy around. Maybe he's right. Maybe it's cool to be nice. Maybe I should stop picking on that kid or I shouldn't be racist or, you know, maybe, yeah, we just want to have good vibes. I'm going to work hard and be nice to people. If I could do that for all the kids I speak to, it's going to create a whole new world in 10, 20 years. I'm playing the long game here. I love that, man. I love that. You, you're definitely going to win in the long game. With that with that mindset and with that outlook on life, you definitely are going to win in the long term. Um, so you said you started doing music. So do you, like, make music? Are you, like, a, a recording artist? So, okay, this one's interesting. This one's interesting because I do not sing or rap. I stay in my lane. I'm not a singer. I'm not a rapper. But what I did realize was, Okay, I'm speaking over a beat at my shows. I play guitar. I have a band with me. I love music. I want to collab with artists one day, but I also want to stay to my, in my lane and not try and cross over too much. What can I do that's natural? What if I created for the students who asked me a bunch of questions on different topics? What if I created like motivational albums? Eric Thomas is actually mm. this. It's um, kudos to him. Like I've actually seen him do it and it's executed very well. I want to do that in my own flair and style create motivational albums, get in the booth, use my speaking voice. This isn't my speaking voice. Like I talk differently and there's sound effects, you know, stuff that like, yeah, artists use. So I brand myself more as an artist. I do plan on releasing albums and it'll be song styles, like two, three minutes with instrumentals, me speaking on a motivational topic, the kids digesting it. Maybe before they go to bed, they need a topic on like, man, don't give up. Like, don't worry. She, she rejected you, but Guess what? Blah, 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 right? Like, you need to hear that sometimes. So so I'm going to drop some stuff like that. I'm going to drop some fire. All right. I love that, man. So when, so once you get that rolling, I definitely want to hear it, man, because I'm excited about hearing, you know, everything you got coming. I want, I want to follow you all the way to the top and see, you know, how far this thing goes for you, because I definitely think that, you know, from what I see, I definitely see someone who could, who, who Tony Robbins or anybody, E.T., you know, Les Brown um, would, would be glad to, to have, next on that list man because we we need people like you on that wall um i I guess i'm gonna start to wrap up but uh if 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 
what what do you tell you know a young person that's maybe thinking you know I'd like to get into t- to public speaking? What what would you tell them? I've had that as like when I go to schools when I was going school to school in person. That's where the crazy engagement happens. I have kids message me after saying, I want to do what you do, bro. Like, how do, how do I do it? Especially the high school students I would speak to. And I didn't anticipate me getting that question because no one really grows up saying, hey, I want to be a public speaker. I mean, right. I've, never heard, I've never heard that until I actually got asked the question myself. So I was like, holy, like I might create a new wave of public speaking here because kids are going to be like, yo, that looks cool and fun. Yeah. And, and the way he does it and the people he gets to meet along the way, like it, it's flashy. I get it. It's attractive. Um, I would say there's two routes, right? Right now I'm considered a motivational speaker with the kids. What people, a lot of people don't know is with my marketing background and knowledge and the way I've positioned myself as an enterprise with the Mr. Good Vibes brand and Good Vibes Enterprises on our media side, I speak with corporations on a corporate level where I'm going in there, there's no ban. It's me just talking to the marketing team, delivering a keynote, which is way different than what I do on the flashy side. That's right. business. That's keynote. Um, that's data driven. It's it's completely different side. So if you want to be a motivational speaker, I'd say that one, you got to have a story worth telling. Um, that's just natural. Every motivational speaker has their own story and trial and tribulations. Two, you have to be in it for more than just the money or the, the attention you'll get on stage or because you think it'll get you girls or guys or whatever. I think the cause behind it has to be just, right? When I started Good Vibes, I didn't know what it was going to turn into. I just knew I wanted to impact the world in a certain way. I think that's what will help you keep going if you ever experience yeah. down moments. And three, I think you have to be your own person. You have to be unique because I, I could list like 100 public speakers here in Toronto. But then if you go into all of North America, there's thousands, if not tens of thousands. So what's going right. to make you stand out and that's what i was able to do for myself and it's why i'm experiencing the 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 good moments we're having because i i said i gotta brand myself different it's a war out there i gotta do something kids have never seen before if i want to stand out so that's the three i would say for motivational speaking if you're talking corporate level you want to go get paid forty thousand dollars for a keynote or or whatever the price is you want to get flown out right that comes at you got to have a specific expertise i use mine as gen z marketing I understand this young generation, I'll help corporations market to them, advertise to them, and turn them into customers. That's nice. what I speak as a Gen Z marketer, consultant, speaker, keynote, whatever. So that that make a lot of money for anyone looking to get into speaking. All right. I love that, man. Listen, man, you you have been an amazing guest. Even better than I thought. Like, like I knew you'd be dope, but like I, I just loved your, your transparency and your openness and your willingness to share. Um, that's what's gonna again, that's what's gonna benefit you long term. Do you have any parting thoughts before we close? I would just say we get one life, bro. Like everyone listening, whoever's listening, whenever you're watching this, if it's 10, 20 years from now, like we get one life that's never gonna change as far as we know right now. It's <laughs> one shot at bat. And I think it's worth it to pursue the life you wanna live, not on someone else's terms. Like that's just my opinion. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to do what they want to do. I just hope it's something positive in the world and you work hard to get there. Yeah, man. How can they find you on social media? My Instagram is Mr. Good Vibes with two eyes. That's where I'm most active. And if, if anything, if it's an older audience, LinkedIn is my next best bet, which is just Mr. Good Vibes. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, brother. And I I look forward to seeing the great things that you do in the future. I know, I know, I know that you're going to be killing it. And I can't wait to see when they're listing the names of the greats and they say Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, 
Mr. Good Vibes. And I'll be able to say he was on my show in the very beginning. I appreciate, so I appreciate it, bro. it. Hey, man, keep doing what you do. Much love, much respect. And for those who are watching, thank you so much for watching this week. This has been Real Talk with Rajan, the local celebrity spotlight, episode 138, featuring the great Mr. Good Vibes. Please make sure that you follow him on all socials. Um, he gave his Instagram. If you're on LinkedIn, follow him on LinkedIn as well. If you are a corporate organization trying to get somebody to market to Gen Zers, he's your guy. Mr. Good Vibes is your guy. Next week, make sure you come back once again every week from 7 to 8 p.m. We do this. I can't remember who my guest is next week, so I'm not going to mention anybody and mess up their name. Uh, <laughs> if you would like somebody to come out and speak at your event and you can't get Mr. V Good Vibes, call me. Rajon Lewis, go to my website, www.realtalkrajon. Check me out. I'd love to come out and speak at your event. Even um, virtually, uh, that's, that's something we're definitely doing. And lastly, um, follow me on social media, all the social medias, Real Talk with Rajan, anywhere you can find it. Subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the Facebook, and stay in touch, man. Always remember God is everything, and without him, we are nothing, so never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he is bound, for, fall, bound to fall for anything. Now, that is Real Talk. I will see y'all next week. Peace.